Oh, it's unbelievable, ladies and germs. I welcome you to your, it is, ladies and germs, it is your Tuesday edition of your Tony Basilio show. Like never before, it's absolutely outstanding being alive and well with you today. We have a ton to talk about today on your program that gives you more, and we welcome you in. And it's a great day to be alive and well with you. Oh, man. So the Bohannon thing is the tip of the iceberg. Now we've got, now we've got an issue. And uh, obviously there's an issue out there in college sports. 100 athletes across Iowa and Iowa State. Uh, that's not good. That's not just a baseball deal, uh, that probe out there in Iowa. And if you looked under the hood in all these sports, what are you going to find? We'll talk about that. Also, preview the Tennessee-Kentucky baseball series. Darren Hedrick's going to join us, play-by-play voice of Kentucky, who happens to be a, a native of Maryville, who uh, will come back to uh, his home uh, and get to call some baseball this weekend. And they've been one of the great surprises. They're the number one RPI team in college baseball. Huh? What? Say, say, what? Huh? Say, say, what? What? Anyway, we've got a lot to get into. Very little time to get there. Uh, the uh, win total is out on the Tennessee Vols. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well. we got a ton a ton for you. Matt J, TGMD Dixon into his house as well. It's all ahead on your Tuesday race fans after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, of the May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. My boys at the 865 Alliance won over the weekend, so a huge win for them on the road. Uh, in fact, their head coach is going to join us tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, Tennessee with a huge baseball series this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, as the number one team in the RPI, let me know if you had that on your Singo card uh, coming into the season. Darren Hedrick now joining us, play-by-play voice. Matt Dixon joins the show as well, but Darren Hedrick, play-by-play voice of the Kentucky Wildcats, who's also, by the way, uh, a native of Maryville, Blunt County, all that, and a bag of chips. Darren, welcome back home, brother. How you doing? Welcome back, Cotter. How you doing, my man? And thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to being back home this weekend for a little while. It's good stuff. Hey, hey, talk to me. When you when this season started, did you ever dream in a million years that it would it would look the way it's looked for Kentucky? You know, that's a great question, Tony, because this team was brand new coming in. Kentucky replaced pretty much their entire starting nine, or batting nine, their starting lineup. Uh, they only had one guy returning off last year's team that had any starting experience, and that was their catcher, Devin Burks. Uh, but Kentucky did a great job jumping into the transfer portal. They pulled in a top ten, top six uh, recruiting class in terms of transfers, and they've put this thing together. They've gone out and got some kids that, you know, believe in each other. They, they're winners on the field and off the field, and it's come together great. And they have performed against a terrific schedule. Tony, I know you look at Kentucky's non-conference schedule. Indiana State and Wright State aren't typically brand-name teams in college athletics. But in the realm of college baseball, these are perennial regional teams. I know Tennessee knows Wright State well having played them a couple of years ago in a thrilling uh, a game there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So, uh, you know, it, at the start of the year, there were a lot of question marks, but this team has answered a lot of them, too. Yeah, and that's and that's really a, a, a great place to go because what I like about what Kentucky's done this year is while the world zigs, they're zagging. And that small <laughs> ball stuff works. Darren, they yeah. prove that in a game of boppers – you can still get to where you want to go if you play your game and you execute it well. You're exactly right. And Kentucky's one of those teams that have bought into bunting. And I've had some former big leaguers that live here in Lexington, like Doug Flynn, who was with Big Red Machine in Cincinnati. You know, he always tells you, you can teach guys how to bunt, but they have to want to do it in order to execute it. And Kentucky has bought in. These guys have bought in to the style of play this year. They're not just bunting, though. They're stealing bases. They're running. It's hit and runs. It slashes. And they do have some sneaky power in this lineup. They've hit their share of home runs this year. So they fought into this style of play. It's aggressive. And for the Tennessee fans listening, Tony, Coach Nick Mingione at the start of the season praised Josh Heupel's fast, frenetic offense that creates chaos. And he says, we want to do the same thing on the baseball diamond. And that's what they're doing this year. Which is really, which is really, really wild to stop and think about. Because look, when you start evoking Josh Heupel's name on here, and you know what you're doing, Darren. You know what you're doing when you do that. <laughs> now you got people's ears up. Matt Dixon, jump in here because Matt said early on 
He loved the way that Kentucky was playing the game. He loved the way Kentucky was approaching the game. Matt, Matt, this team's totally different than kind of that Morbin group that you saw last year. They've totally reworked themselves, Matt, in one year. Yeah, well, they still play the same style. They're, they're the only SEC team that, that plays this way. Um, you know, we, we probably need to look up what the SEC record is for, like, single game and, and weekend stolen bases because – uh, whatever it is, Kentucky will have a chance to break that this weekend because Tennessee, for you know wh- whatever reason, they just refuse to to hold runners and, and basically give up second base to every runner that gets on. So that's that's what I'm watching for this weekend is because because Kentucky did that a lot last year when when they took two out of three, the only team to beat Tennessee in the series uh, in the SEC. They you know, we get a guy on, bunt him over, or, or still second, and then bunt him over, and you know, just just kind of score runs and, and small ball Tennessee in, in that big park. How, Nick, how, how big of an advantage is it for Kentucky to when they play at home? Um, I mean, I know they're coming down here this weekend, but they they just swept South Carolina, who you know is a, is kind of a home run dependent team. So when they go up to Lexington, you know, it, it seems like Kentucky has a lot of success up there. Yeah, I think Kentucky Proud Park is is a major home field advantage for the Wildcats because it is a bigger ballpark than you see in the SEC. It's 400 to center field. The gaps are, you know, 379, 380. Uh, the wind will sometimes blow in, making it even bigger. Uh, and so it is, it's a bigger ballpark. It's a turf field, much like most of the places in college baseball now. But Kentucky has designed a team to succeed in their home ballpark, much like most teams do. Georgia's got a team that plays perfectly at Foley Field there in Athens. They're perfectly built for that ballpark. So, you know, Kentucky's constructed a roster around their ballpark, and that's why you see them have such a great home field advantage. They kept South Carolina in the ballpark all weekend, holding a home run happy program to just four round trippers the entire weekend and held them to three runs and two runs in two of their three wins. Well, you know what's crazy to me is the, the way everybody this year, it seems like, and particularly last weekend, the way you use t- term brand-name teams, the top-of-the-league teams this, this, this past weekend all mightily struggled mm-hmm. on the road in this league, and, and a few of those teams struggled at places they shouldn't have struggled. So from your perspective – Made the, making the trip around the league, and we're getting towards the latter part of the season. Why is it so darn hard to win on the road in this league? That is a great question. You know, it, it just I think it speaks to the depth of the Southeastern Conference and even the teams this year that are what you would consider in the bottom half of the league are good. You know, we saw Texas A&M, a team that's got a losing record in the league right now. They came to Kentucky Proud Park and won two out of three. Um, you know, at the time, Georgia was 1-9 or 1-8 in the SEC when Kentucky went down to Foley Field, and the Wildcats struggled and, and to beat Georgia on their home field. It's just uh, there's something about it. These teams hold serve at home. I don't know if it's, you know, just having to be on the road and the routine is different or what, but this league is showing that it's extremely difficult to win on the road, for sure. So, yeah. let me... Let me get this straight. Kentucky plays faster in baseball than they do in football. <laughs> well, you know, like I say, Coach Mingione wants to play that uh, frenetic, chaotic style, and it's working for him. 
I bet the kids love playing that way, don't they? Because you can see, yeah, you they, can probably see how you, one thing Heupel's kids say is, you can see when you've gotten your opponent. You can see sort of when you're breaking their will. And I guess mm-hmm. Kentucky baseball sort of runs so much that it just becomes mental after a while, doesn't it? It really does. We saw that against South Carolina. The way Kentucky can put pressure on defenses, it will eventually wear on an opponent, especially when they're having to pick because of stolen bases and they're having to be aware of the bunch and how good this team is at it. It can wear down opponents. And if Kentucky gets an early lead like they did against South Carolina this weekend, they start piling on the runs as the game goes, and they end up like, one game against the Gamecocks, they won 14-7. to They just slowly wear them down, and by those late innings, you start seeing wild pitches, you start seeing errors. They don't quite make plays they were earlier in the game. That's what this is designed to do is, is put pressure on the defense, force them to make plays, and ultimately wear them down. Hey, Matt Dixon, what's your number? Steals this weekend. I want to see what Darren, uh, what Darren Hedrick's thoughts on that are. If you had to do a uh, steal total, Matt, for the weekend, what would it be? And I'm going to see if Darren takes the over-under. What would your steal total be, Matt, off the top of your head? Uh, 16 and a half for the weekend. What do you think, Darren? <laughs> 16 and a half. That seems like an awfully high number, guys. So I'm you, haven't seen, high yeah, you haven't seen our throw game. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. We're not holding anybody on base. Everybody's running. It, it, look, I run like an 8 in the 40, okay? If I got on, I would immediately run first pitch, and I would steal base because I would get – I'd have a, a walking lead halfway down the first. We don't hold runners on, Darren. We just don't care about it. Well, I, like you said, I, I really haven't got to study Tennessee yet because we just finished with South Carolina, and we've got Tennessee Tech tonight, so – I haven't really had a chance to break down Tennessee's numbers, but 16, 16 and a half seems awfully high for a three-game series. <laughs> what's, the, what's the concern for the Cats coming into this weekend? Obviously, you talked about the difficulty of playing on the road, and, and are the Cats, do they have a tendency to be a different team on the road, and if so, how? You know, I, I don't think Kentucky necessarily is any different on the road. You look at some of their road losses, it's been the teams like Vanderbilt and LSU at the top of the conference. They run into some really tough road trips. Uh, they do have a series win in Alabama on the road, and they've been competitive. Uh, almost won the series at LSU. They were up by a run late and lost that game, the deciding game by a run. I think the biggest concern for Kentucky this weekend Similar to South Carolina and LSU is can they sustain when Tennessee goes on a run? Because Tennessee's offense is good enough, especially in their home ballpark, that they can get on a roll and stack up runs in a hurry. And when the Big Orange get rolling, can Kentucky slow them down or escape the inning without big runs? And it's simple enough. Like against South Carolina, the game plan was had to be for the Kentucky pitchers keep them in the ballpark. Can Kentucky keep Tennessee in the ballpark and limit big innings and sort of stymie or escape when Tennessee starts rolling? I think that's going to be the biggest storyline. They did it last year in Lexington. Can they do it this year in Knoxville? Matt, anything else uh, as we're joined by Darren Hedrick, play-by-play voice of Kentucky by way 
of the Maryville community. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, just, just what what kind of I guess the rota- weekend rotation for Kentucky and maybe the top the top bullpen arm or two. Or how, how many lefties are will Kentucky use it? And are they kind of those junk ballers? Because those are the the types of pitchers that give Tennessee the most trouble. Because Tennessee's a you know a left handed dominant lineup, and really they one of the rare baseball teams that kind of lacks right handed bats. Yeah, in terms of Kentucky's starting rotation, it has been in a bit of flux over the last few weeks because of just injuries this time of year. Nothing too serious, but it's kept some guys out of the lineup for a couple of weeks. Uh, They are starting to get healthy on the pitching staff, so we might see a couple of guys this weekend. But talking about left-handers, Tyler Bosma is is expected to start this weekend. He has been their Saturday starter. He's a left-hander coming off a really nice outing against, uh, uh, well, he had a decent outing on Saturday against South Carolina. But you, in terms of some other lefties, you've got Evan Byers out of the bullpen. Uh, you've got Jackson Novi, who's from Fairfax, Iowa, coming out of the bullpen. So they have a couple of left-handers to work with. We've seen the emergence of a redshirt freshman, uh, Travis Smith, who threw six innings against South Carolina last Friday and held him to one run in his first SEC start. So you might see him this weekend. They've got Darren Williams, an experienced pitcher that's available in the bullpen. And then Zach Lee, their Sunday starter. He's a right-hander coming off a career-high 12 strikeouts with no walks, pitching almost seven innings against the Gamecocks on Sunday. So that's kind of a look at the starting rotation. Um, I haven't seen it set in stone, but those are some guys I would expect to, to look out for. And then you've got Knoxville native Ryan Hagen out coming out of the bullpen. He was the midseason All-American. So the um, staff's pretty loaded this year. I, everybody wants to talk about Kentucky's offense, guys, but it's really Kentucky's pitching that has been sort of the tip of the spear for them in setting the tone early and, and uh, helping this team get to where they are right now. How are they number one RPI-wise? That's that's rather remarkable, isn't it? Well, I think it's smart scheduling by Coach Mengione. I mean, he went on the road to Elon to start the year. Elon has been projected smart to be scheduling. in a regional or they're at least a bubble team. They swept an Indiana State team that I wouldn't be shocked if they end up hosting a regional in the postseason. They took a series from Wright State who more than likely will win the Horizon League and be in the postseason. And then you look at they went on the road to Southern Illinois. And while Southern Illinois has struggled this year, they're in their conference championship mix, and there's three more wins on the road. And uh, Kentucky went on the road to Western Kentucky and won that game. So they've piled up some road wins, which helps elevate that RPI. And then, as you guys know, once you jump into the SEC, your strength of schedule is never going to drop. It's only going to go up, and that's boosted the RPI with some of the victories. I mean, sweeping three SEC series will help that RPI, too. No doubt about it. Anything else, my friend, you'd care to add on the way out? And, and we really appreciate you uh, taking some time for us. And uh, it's got to be a thrill for you to get to come back and be up there in Lindsey Nelson and all that you've accomplished in your career. Is that, you get a kick out of that? I'd imagine you would, a kid growing up in the shadows of, uh, of the University of Tennessee. 
I know you guys can't see me, but I'm wearing a smile on my face just thinking about it. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy my time here in Lexington. Very happy here. There's some great people at the University of Kentucky, and uh, it, it's fun to, to watch this team, this baseball team this year. It's been a real treat to broadcast their games and get to know these guys. But coming home to see everybody there, as you mentioned, on Rocky Top, I, I can't wait to see uh, all my friends and family this weekend. and. I, I'm really hoping for a fun, competitive series, guys. Hopefully we get three games that are exciting and fun to watch and everybody has a good time this weekend. Hey, great talking to you. Always an absolute pleasure. And uh, safe travels down and enjoy the weekend, my friend. Thanks so much, Tony. I appreciate you guys having me. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys this weekend at the ballpark. Well, he does a really nice job. And um, that's one Kentucky guy even Matt can get behind. Right, Matt? Matt? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, local guy. He's you know pretty knowledgeable. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with him. I have a problem <laughs> with their coach comparing Kentucky baseball to Josh Heupel's offense. Goal! Surely their coach didn't really say that. There's no way their baseball coach really said that. Is there? Uh, Brian? Well, that's why I asked, does their baseball team play faster than their football team? Well, that's obviously the case. Matt, if we don't, Matt, if we don't hold runners on and, and, uh, Doe goes out and does, does Doe things in, in the, in his start, they might have six steals by the end of the first inning. Uh, if they get guys on it, it's not so much they, they don't hold guys on. It's just their delivery to the plate is just extremely slow and they, they don't do, they don't have, they don't go fast from the stretch. So they basically just give up bases because guys can get such a great jump off, off the pitchers. The catchers have no chance of throwing guys out. They, they'll, they'll hold guys on and they'll throw over there. But it's just they just have such slow deliveries to the plate by de- by design, and it's it's just frustrating to watch. And we saw Georgia do it. I mean, they had I think it was five steals in in league play coming into the series, and they had six stolen bases in Saturday's game alone. And it's just it's very frustrating to to watch. And I just I just don't think this team has that margin for error that last year's team did. Well. And and what's interesting is is that uh, I mean yesterday it, working on yesterday's blog, Matt, watching that third game Sunday, it triggered me. A buddy of mine called me this morning. Goes, man, you were kind of hard on them in the blog. I said they were hard on me. They were hard on me, Matt. That's hard to watch, man. Game three in that Georgia series, that's as frustrating a baseball game from this group. Maybe in the Tony Valls era. So frustrating losing that tomato can Georgia team like that. I mean, it was everything that's happened this season was right there in that game. It was just goofy baseball, Matt. Yeah, I and mean, kind of like the Kentucky series last year up there. You just, you just, you're playing, playing on the road. The other team kind of gets some early momentum. Kind of throwing some some junk guys at you, and you just don't really adjust. It's you know, 
I don't mean, that was just just a really disappointing weekend, especially coming off Friday's game where everything went went perfect. You you just went right through their bullpen and you know have a nine game winning streak, uh, you know three straight run rule victories, and then you lose the next two games and and you're barely even in Sunday's game. That was that was really disappointing to see. Well. And there you have it. So that's the Tennessee baseball tip uh, for those of you following at home. Uh, my number, should you choose to join, is 865-200-5402. Obviously a rather explosive day in the sports world. The Yesterday you had the Bob Huggins controversy. You had the uh, situation. And if you think that West Virginia is going to fire him, you can go ahead and guess again, okay? I will tell you this. If Neil Brown would have done that, he would have been terminated yesterday, okay? Most anybody would have done that. They'd have been terminated yesterday, but he ain't getting fired, and they're not canceling Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins has that thing about him that Charles Barkley has. They're just not going to cancel him, and he's just going to do what he's going to do, and that's what he's going to do, and he's just going to do him. In terms of um, this situation at Iowa, I want to talk about that. John Bryce, who was the tip of the spear yesterday on that story, uh, from his uh, spot at footballscoop.com, is going to join us tomorrow on the program in this hour. We're going to discuss what's going on at Iowa and then globally, I want to get his thoughts because Bryce he isn't afraid to say it, and he talks to coaches all over the country. I wrote today in the blog over at tclub.team, and I believe this, that this gambling thing in time is more of a concern than all this NIL stuff that's going on because we as consumers, as fans, as sports enthusiasts, have to believe that what we're looking at is on the level. And it is my belief, and I could be in the weeds here, uh, I'm open to that, but it is my belief that a high number of these athletes are gambling. It's so accessible. It's so easy. You're dealing with people that don't have fully formed brains. I'm just talking science here. Between the ages of 18 and 22 that don't understand consequences You and I have a tendency to think through the filter, depending on our age, uh, of fully formed adults who should have a little more there in terms of stopping our impulses, and a lot of these young people don't. Plus, they've grown up in a society where if you're between the ages of 18 and 22 and playing a sport, your entire life, your entire life, the World Series of Poker, has been broadcast right there on ESPN your entire life. In my life, okay, when I was their age, gambling was something that was restricted to the catacombs and the margins of society, and poker was something that my dad did with his friends on Friday night at a table in our house where I remember going and fetching snacks and beers for his friends when they would come over and, uh, and, uh, and, and play poker. So that's how it used to go, um, and this is how it is now. 
And the, the culture today in terms of gambling is a completely different deal. And, and I'm going to tell you, um, I would expect to see more of these stories because what essentially what's going to have to happen is these regulatory bodies are going to have to look around and they got to stop this stuff. They cannot play with this. And there's no telling how many athletes are gambling on sports. There's just no, there's no telling. In fact, the numbers are probably staggering. The numbers are staggering. The question becomes, what should major college sports NCAA commissioner do? What are the safeguards? What are the guardrails? Are there any? What should the penalty be if you are a student athlete from this moment on and you get caught betting on your sport? You tell me. Should you be expelled from it? Should you be patted on the back and just given a warning? Slapped on the wrist and give a warning? How, how would you handle this? Because to believe that this thing was contained to a head coach, a head coach at Alabama, and this eruption that you're seeing up in Iowa among a few colleges there, to think that's all there is here would be highly, highly naive, completely idealistic, and you're in the weeds somewhere if you believe that. It is quite obvious to me that this situation is one that could explode right before our very eyes. The last time I remember talking like this on here is when the Supreme Court issued their edict a few years back regarding major college sports, and I said, boy, there's a change. That's over. Now, we said that in real time on here. Go back and check the tapes. In real time. I said it's over. I'm telling you right now, college sports better get their hands around this, and they better figure out a way to get their hands around it because I'm telling you right now, there are tons of these athletes in sports that we watch that are gambling on this stuff. And unlike their NBA uh, compatriots and counterparts, these aren't athletes that have a great means and money to lose. Okay? Looking at that Bohannon situation, I believe the Bohannon guy probably has a gambling issue. I believe the Bohannon guy's money, since he only makes seven hundred grand a year, you can lose that kind of money rather quickly if you have a bad gambling issue. You, you, can have, you can lose that kind of money. The reason you don't see it with the modern-day pro athlete, now you did see with the NFL several guys quietly get suspended at the end of the year, uh, last season. But the reason you don't see it for the most part with professional athletes, but those guys do gamble. But the reason you don't see it is they have so much money that it's really hard to get them in a spot where you can get them jammed up. These college kids, uh-uh. Even these college kids that are making NIL, even the highest, think about this, even the highest of the NIL people, if they're fooling around with gambling, 
and and they're doing it enough, and they go to the trough enough, and they think, oh, it's, you know, and then you get kind of jammed up, meaning you get upside down. I mean, think about that. People say, well, you know, that's just uh, that's just you being an alarmist. No, it's not. No, no, actually, it's not. It actually, what you have here is you've got a situation where these are the birth pangs, and 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 major college sports better get out in front of this. I know it's something that a lot of you don't want to hear. I get it. I'm telling you, this thing is a lot bigger than what's going on at Iowa. And if you don't believe that, then you're being naive. It's major, major league. It's a major issue. So what do you do about it? You have a thought on that? 865-200-5402. Also, Vegas has a win total on the Vols upcoming season and their expectations early on were higher than mine but that's already been bet down we'll talk about that as well we've got a lot on the table uh i see where uh a couple of vols are on their way to um take part in a g league type of deal in front of some g league scouts a couple of former tennessee players uh, Olivia, Kamwa, and uh, Triple J. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. There's a lot to get to today. Very little time to get there. I want to find that win total. Matt, have you or Brian seen that, that first win total that came out that already got bet down? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? i got to find it before I uh, get into it. But I believe the number was 9.5 to start. Does that sound correct, Brian, to you? I would have thought it'd be a little bit lower than that. I would have thought it'd be probably eight and a half. No, Matt, did you see it? I think it was nine and a half bet down to nine, but I got to find it. All right, Matt didn't say. Okay, we'll come back on the other side. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join, we roll it on back. Uh, TB on a Tuesday after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931 938-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. That's crazy as we welcome you back. So I, I was talking with my source C a second ago uh, regarding the gambling stuff, and he, we were talking about uh, the number on Tennessee. And Matt Dixon, try this on for size. DraftKings released a number on the Vols. For, for public consumption, in other words, to be bet on. Win total, 9.5, Matt, with the juice being minus 50, minus 150 on the under. Uh, and that number quickly got bet down to 9, which is kind of what they were enticing people to do, which leads me to think they believe... And they put that number out there believing Tennessee's got a 10-2 season they're looking at this year, unless I'm missing something here. 
they're trying to get you to play a side and take that thing down the nine, their belief must be that the Vols are going 10-2. and two. Matt, am I missing something here with my belief that there's a lot we're replacing and a lot of unanswered questions and... I mean, is this Hypo guy just a magician? Is that what we're looking at here? Well, I, I think if you had the lines of all 12 games, Tennessee would be favored in 10 of them. Um, they, you know, they'll, they'll be favored in Gainesville as, as much as, you know, they haven't won down there. And then, you know, you'll be underdogs on the road uh, to Bama and then, you know, obviously to Georgia. But every, every other game, you'll at least right now, in the preseason, you'd probably be the be favored in maybe not by a lot in some of them, but you know, I I, I would probably take take the under at nine and a, of nine and a half, but it's not you know too crazy. I mean, even a nine and three season is, I think, would be a very successful year. I mean, Matt, I, I must be missing something because I think eight and four would be a good year. I must be like out, and no, I said I mean, that last I, I week, too, and people got angry with me. Everybody else is replacing stuff too. I mean, the portal hits other teams just like it does Tennessee. You know, I mean, Florida doesn't have anything. You know, I, I, Alabama had to go get Notre Dame's backup quarterback after spring practice. So you know, it's you know, Texas A&M's kind of a wild card. Uh, you have really no idea what what that's going to be. That could turn into a train wreck. Um, so, you know, it, I, I think Tennessee's in a pretty good spot right now. So, The other thing that's really, really, really interesting is when you stop and look at what's going on with the program, X broke it down scientifically today in the blog. Tennessee got a world-class defensive lineman in Kellen Lindstrom to commit to them whose family has nothing but Missouri ties, and they just went and got him. And the, the information that I've got from the inside is they feel very good about where it's heading. They feel very good about defensively what they've been able to do in the past two cycles. They feel like there are some more commitments coming perhaps this week. X wrote about that, that, he thinks there are two or three coming this month. I think they're coming sooner than that, uh, according to my uh, information. And the belief is that's going so well for them that their plans right now are to hold, I, I don't know, what would the number be? Five or six slots, maybe, for the guys that are going to take their time in the fall. But for the most part, Tennessee is doing what the Ohio states of the world have done in the past several years, which is get the preponderance of their recruiting wrapped up with people that they really want by the time summer practice begins. What a luxury. Not having to scramble in December. What? Think about that now. Think about what a luxury that is. Uh, that that Tennessee has right now, and 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 I got to tell you, uh, Matt and Brian, I'm sort of pinching myself because I just can't believe this is real. I just can't believe this is real. I mean, you just had a.
play-by-play guy from um, in Lexington on here saying that their baseball coach was comparing their style to Josh Heupel's offense. How did we land here? And is this real, Matt? Is this Heupel? I mean, is this real? Literally, the sports book, uh, DraftKings, started at 9.5 on a win total and juiced it up to entice people to bet the under, which means what? It means they think we're winning 10 games. Guys, if Tennessee wins 10 games this year, do you know what that means? 10 wins would mean you are back. 10 wins to me would mean even in a rebuilding year, that's what this says, a tweener year, a bridge year, a gap year, whatever you want to call it. 10 wins would mean that that's going to be your low watermark. Because I'm telling you, when they put Nico on the scene, if what I'm hearing is right behind the scenes, they put him on the, when they put him on the scene and put him on the field and he gets acclimated and he flies right and these younger defensive players do what they should do, these guys should be a contender to host a playoff game in 2024. Now, they're not going to beat Georgia in 2024. I, look, I'm a keep-it-real person. But, Matt and Bri, if you think about it, if, the, if that DraftKings, if those people are right, if they went 10-2 and two next year, guys, wouldn't that put them right on a spot to host a game, or am I wrong? Yeah, they, yeah, they would if, as long as they don't have a bowl ban. Wow. Attendance. I mean, if you win 10 games in the SEC, you're in the playoffs every year. I mean, that's just a, kind of a given. So think about that. Yeah. So, yeah. so think four about five, how crazy this is. There could be four to five SEC teams that get bid some years. At least oh, no three doubt. or four every year. But, but Bri, if Vegas is, if Vegas is right, and, and look, the DraftKings people aren't there to give money away. The Vols are up at 10 and 2. They're going where? You guys tell me they're going to host a playoff game next year. Let's get to uh, Richard, who's been on hold for a while. All right, let's get Richard in here. I understand it's two years away, but I'm looking at the, the, the win totals and the, and the madness of the whole thing, and I'm looking at what DraftKings has said to the Tennessee fan base, which is we are betting, we are daring you to take that under. We're going to entice you because we think your team's winning 10 games. And the sports public went for it and bet it down to nine rather quickly. Which, by the way, is the number I'd bet. I would bet nine, eight and a half. It's me. But let's get Richard in here. Richard, welcome in. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Wonderful, wonderful conversation. Hey, I always good to talk with y'all. Uh, hey, first of all, Tony, uh, let's talk uh, um, uh, a little baseball. Um, and uh, first of all, a little, a little offensively. You know, the one thing that came, you know, what we're seeing definitely on the road and the one thing of the weakness of our offense is this, is you can say true consistency out of your best players other than, um, you know, we've got one, and that's Jared Dickey. He seems to be the most consistent no matter when we play of being at the plate. And with Blake Burke and his and where he's at right now um, and, and the way he just swung the bat so bad, you, you contrast that with Georgia. Overall, from top to bottom, we have a much better line than them, but – 
they have three guys that are consistently really good. And look, they got three guys that have more RBIs in the SEC than we have. And that speaks volumes that Georgia has three players that have more RBIs than any one of our players. And that shows the inconsistency that we're getting out of our big, best hitters, that they're just too inconsistent every week. And uh, good game here, followed by two bad games. And, you, you know, that that's tough. It's tough to overcome in this league when you're just that truly inconsistent um, at the play. What do you think about that? Well, I think you're right. And, and that speaks to a team that uh, 75 80% of their SEC season done is still waiting on their quote-unquote arrival. And and some guy sent me a rather funny email that I'm going to put in the blog tomorrow. He said, Tony, you have a better chance of hitting the Powerball than that team does of getting to Omaha. Quit saying they're going to Omaha. Richard, I just believe in pitching Amen. so well. I believe in pitching so much that... I just believe this team's still going to be a tough out when the time comes. But the pitching has faltered a lot. Brian, when the postseason gets here, those guys are going to ratchet it up. Pitchers always do. Well, there is no doubt from just a strictly arm standpoint, we've got the most depth in the country. Um, But saying that, let's go to that point. Our most talented arm, let's say, listen, the pure, what Major League Baseball looks who is the most talented arm we have on the team? Chase Burns, right? Yes. He is the most gifted. He had some struggles, but he did some great things in, when he was starting, but he also had some struggles within a game and laid some pitches, but he's your most talented player. So let's just take this weekend, for instance, um, and let's just say he, was, he wasn't tired and he was fully healthy and his arm was great. He was obsolete the entire weekend. Your first game, you blew him out. He wasn't going to pitch. The second and third game, there were no save opportunities for him to come in because we were always behind. So you just took your best arm and you've, you've made him to be maybe obsolete going into the play and going into the tournament time to where you've got to hope you have the lead where you can use him at the end. I'm going to disagree in one spot, though. I think the place to use Burns, if you were going to use him, would have been when you tie the game at four and you call on him in the fifth inning, and maybe you look at him and say, look, you haven't pitched for us in a week or so. Now, I didn't have the backstory of the sore arm, and, and I'm not the only Tennessee person that does what I do that was kind of second-guessing why they didn't use him. But Richard does make a great point, Matt, in that we just don't situationally consistently get the hit, especially on the road which meant that using him even in that spot would have been a stretch. But, Matt, if he was healthy, I would have used him right there in the fifth inning. I wouldn't have let Beam go back out there. Do you agree, Matt, or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have put him in there on Sunday, yeah, when, well, yeah, when it was tied. Definitely after the first home run of the fifth. Um, but, but, Tony, you've made him your true closer. If he is your closer, he doesn't go in in the fifth inning. Uh, in, you, you don't you bring your closer Richard, in in the fifth inning. In college baseball, you do. <laughs> Arkansas used Kevin uh, Cops like that especially a guy that can pitch multiple innings for you. You haven't turned him into a traditional one-inning closer. I mean, you could give him the ball and say, hey, get us through these high-leverage deals, and when you tire, we'll hand the ball to somebody else. Because, by the way, you're not going to pitch till Friday. So you could hey, give hey, him the baseball theoretically and let him throw 80 pitches. You hey, could do that. Did, Russell just proved to us that he can be that middle-range middle, middle range guy on the road. I love he him. Shut, he shut Georgia down. He's got an arm. 
Boston but he's Dolphins so talented. Active. They got some so, young arms, man. They got some young arms, Richard. Yeah. And we'll talk about, you know, football in our win season later. But, hey, uh, real quick on your gambling thing. Yep. Uh, you know, the one thing that we just did when you're talking about players gambling and stuff is that we just gave all these high-profile players a whole lot of money in their pocket to gamble with, didn't we? <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, and, and, if, and, and, and if they're yeah. no different than any other human being with money in their pocket. Well, it's worse because these are undeveloped brains. These are highly competitive people that have that, that impulse in the front of their brain. I mean, study psychology. Look at it. These are these are kids that act on impulse, and I can't lose. And this is easy money. And, you know, nobody's ever going to find out. You think that Bohannon guy thought anybody was ever going to find out? And oh, he's an no. adult. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. And he's an Nobody adult. Nobody ever thinks they're going to find out. But, but with, with social media now and with everything so much, you know, back in the day, people could get away with gambling because there was no evidence on multimedia or anything. There was no evidence to show it, man. When you went through bookies and stuff like that, those guys kept their mouth shut. So you, you know, but now it's impossible to hide any of it. Yes, sir. Um, and I appreciate you, Richard. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you. Let me get a legal in here, and then we'll get some more calls in. Hit it. So keeping the conversation going, back in 2016, the NCAA on their own, this is their own empirical stuff they published, and I linked to it today over at tclub.team. I call it a chilling survey because it was. Uh, 2016 is what, seven years ago? That's right, isn't it? Hey, Matt, if the number back then, 25% of male athletes back then said, told on themselves, self-reported to gambling on sports back then, what's the number now, Matt? If it was 25% then, what would you say the number is now? Because it's not lower. No, definitely a lot higher. I'd, I'd say probably closer to 40% now. Yep, that's my guess, 40 and say, that's a chilling deal. Here's another one for you. In 2016, that same survey, 64% of male athletes called sports gambling a harmless pastime. Matt, if the number was 64% in 2016, how many of these kids today would call it a harmless pastime today? 80, 85. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, scary. They have can, got... Can we- Go ahead. You might know this better than I. I mean, you would know better than I do because I don't know at all. What What's the NCAA regulations for like athlete, like current athletes? Like, obviously, you can't bet on your own sport. I know that, but like, could a could a Tennessee baseball player bet on that Tennessee over the the football win total? Like, is that is that frowned? Like, is that uh, breaking rules, or are they allowed to do that? Do, well, you know? I do not know. And it's one of the reasons why we're going to bring Brycey on tomorrow. And if somebody does know, please help us. I do know from my son's experience where he is that they come in, they talk to those kids in all these sports. And, you know, there's action uh, where my son is on those on those games and the football and the basketball. Um, there are lines. They talk to these kids. They encourage them not to do it. It's highly frowned upon, but I mean, let's face facts here, Matt. If 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 the student body's doing it, the athletes, chances are, are going to find a way to do it. And young kids are gambling now; they just are. And not everybody, 
But you make a great, you bring up a great point. So in other words, could a kid on Tennessee's baseball team go, you know what? I like that man, nine and a half. I'm gonna bet the under. You know, I'm betting the under this year. Or, man, I know Joe Milton. He's my boy. And man, he's gonna he's gonna be a first round draft pick next year. Tennessee's gonna win ten or eleven games. I'll take that. I bet the over. I bet the over. Let's go to the phones. It's a really great question, Matt. Why couldn't they gamble on like NFL or pro sports or another sport on campus? That's what that's what I'm asking. Is, is are they are they why? supposed are they allowed to do that by rule or is that kind of a no no? Uh, I just I think it'd be kind of curious to know. There, I mean, there's so much gray area with all this that I mean, this is such uncharted territory and the ncaa is going to be you know five years behind reactionary to all this so it's going to be a total mess back to the phones we go brian hartman brings up a great question to the living listener why wouldn't you allow these athletes just like anybody else to would you allow them to bet on other sports on college campuses would you allow them personally my answer is no i'd have a zero tolerance policy on it and here's why i just want to protect these people from themselves and I want to protect them from getting jammed up. Because eventually, if you owe the wrong people money, even if you're doing it legally, Brad Bohannon, eventually you will get in a spot where, and we don't know the full extent of his story yet until he talks, but eventually you're going to get in a spot where you're going to get in a position where you're going to have to do something you don't want to do, which is gamble on your own sport. That's eventually what it's always going to come to if you lose. And if you gamble enough, you're going to lose. Just the way it is. Let's go to the phones and get our next call in. And our uh, next caller is Taylor. Taylor, hello. Uh, hey, Tony. Uh, NCAA Bylaw 10.3 specifically prohibits all sports gambling in which the NCAA has a championship. So there you go. If the NCAA has a championship, you cannot, you cannot bet amateur, professionally, or otherwise. It's absolutely explicitly prohibitive. There's uh, there's posters in every locker room. This is well known. There's no gray area. It's black and white. And uh, there's been student athletes that have been suspended. Uh, I believe in Virginia Tech for betting on pro sports. That's right. Uh, That's right. A kid bet on the no NBA playoffs. That's exactly right. Thanks for jogging my memory. Yeah. They had a kid that bet on the NBA playoffs, and they suspended him. Uh, Taylor, big issue, small issue. What is this thing? What do you think? Uh, I think the biggest issue is NIL. I think that's number one. It's going to erode uh, college sports. It's going to cause continued strife in locker rooms across uh, the country. It's going to it's going to be the haves and have-nots. It's going to result in teams not really being teams. You're going to have the guys, the new guys that have the NIL money, have the fancy apartments, the fancy cars. You're going to have the existing team uh, studs who are the heart and soul of the team, the leaders on the team making peanuts. And it's going to be hard to embrace that new guy, and that's going to that's going to be more and more. That's uh, going to proliferate throughout college sports, and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm being a doomsday doomsayer here, but frankly, I think it has the potential to absolutely ruin college athletics. NIL was not meant for what it's become. It was meant for you have an excellent player, he's marketable, he has a high Q rating, you have success on an all court, right. and uh, gosh, you're a local company. You're allowed to pay him. Uh, he's allowed to sell his jersey and make money. But what has come is, hey, who's in the transfer portal? They're now available to the highest bidder. 
it's a rental player. I don't like it. Uh, it it's going to ruin college sports, in my opinion. Uh, betting, I mean, it's just it's just kind of it's just black and white. They already have a policy, and and Tony, I come from an information uh, data, big data era, and I can tell you, <laughs> it's impossible to get away with it. There's too many electronic paper trails. There's too much high tech surveillance. Just like Bohannon, you do it, you're going to get caught. Bohannon will never, ever coach ever again in the amateur level. Uh, he's done. He's absolutely done. He, he nailed uh, put the nails in his coffin. Um, Tony, um, what I find interesting, migrating to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, there's not been a distinct home field advantage. I think it's ironic that we're 10-2 and two and 2-10 two and 10 on the road. Um Based on the schedule, based on the weather, based on spring break, students not being on campus during big SEC home series, poor overall weather, El- Lindsey Nelson has not been the hornet's nest that it has been in previous seasons. And then, unfortunately, again, we wrap up with Kentucky, a big SEC series. Guess what? Students are off campus. We'll be off campus by that time. It's ironic that we just haven't had that, uh, that environment that we've had in, in preceding years. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the expectations were high. The team went out early in the year, lost, 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 and lost people. And lo- and I'll just call it like it is. They lost the bandwagon effect. They lost a lot of those. You know, we were wondering in the in the winter, would the fringe uh, sports fans stick around if this team had a dip? I- I'll answer that for you. The answer is no. The answer is no. And that's what happened. It's not the weather. It's the fact that that team uh, early on kind of spit the bit, if you will, and this fan base said, ah, nah, that's kind of not what we signed up for. Give me Drew Gilbert. Give me the stars. Let me know when those guys are back. And when they're back, I'll show back up. Uh, I think that's what's happened, Taylor. Well, maybe for the 20, 25% of the bandwagoners, yeah. the leaders yeah. of the miserable. But the, the, the core is still there. And I do recall, I forget which home game it was, SEC game, but uh, Coach Tony Vitello, who I, I humbly submit you've been way too hard on lately, both on your show and off, but that's another topic for another day. Uh, he said that he was texting back and forth with a scout, and that scout told him that the environment for that particular game was top three that he'd ever seen at a college venue. I so was there. Still has the yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a Saturday-Mississippi Saturday. State game. Oh, yeah, Saturday-Mississippi yeah. State game. Fourth largest crowd. But but you know what Tennessee did leading into that? That was their ninth straight win. See, I just think if you want the good times to roll, the team's got to win at a really high clip. How about you, Matt? You've been over there for every game. Is it weather? Is it opponent? Or is it the fact that Tennessee this year just hasn't played to the level they did the previous two when the good times were rolling? Who, who's, who, who, who do you side with here, Matt? Um, well, I think a lot of it is probably tied to the to the performance on the field and just the, the lack of of big moments and, and just kind of annihilating teams. But I think it's a pretty good environment most, most weekends over there yep. when the weather's good, which has been the issue this year. They've only had... Yep. Two, maybe three good weather weekends all season. A and M was one, and, and you know he swept that weekend. Um, there, there just hasn't been very many good weather weekends over there. 
It's another great I'm very point. Very unfortunate. Yeah, it's another good point. Yeah, Tony, the weather certainly has impacted, and then students not being on campus for some of the marquee events. Last thing on the way out, Tony, I had the chance. Uh, uh, Georgia fan hooked me up with some great tickets, uh, close proximity to the dugout in Athens, uh, all, all three games. And I must tell you, I saw no quit. I saw a tremendous amount of fight. I saw a team that uh, appears to be gelling. You know, gosh, there was a lot of hard-hit balls right at people. There were a lot of warning tracks fly out. But the reality is uh, this Tennessee team, I, I think, has the potential to go far. I, I completely agree with you. Um, Burns was on, the, was on the back burner. But when, the, when we tied it up 4-4 four to four on Saturday, and Vitello has admitted as much, he should have brought in somebody, Halvey, yep. AJ, someone. We had an opportunity to win that game. And absolutely, if Burns was healthy, He's a long reliever. You bring him in a high-leverage situation. If he was healthy, absolutely, I think he would have gotten the ball in the fifth inning of that game, and it's likely a different story. Uh, last comment, Tony. The, the official scoring in baseball, I've said it before, is atrocious. Oh. There's way too many generous hits. Oh. It used to be, okay, you, you misjudge a ball. Okay, it, it falls. They don't give an error, which I think they need to change that. But, my goodness. There were two errors on a particular second baseman, and how they called one of those an infield hit. I mean, are you uh, kidding, Taylor? To the game. Taylor, it Taylor, when you to the game. Taylor and eleven, I'm not picking at that kid. Okay, an eleven year old can make that play. The balls hit well, slowly Tony, to slowly to his glove no, it wasn't, hand. It wasn't slowly, Tony. It was hit like a, a bullet. You, you got to get down. You catch it. What do you think, Matt? No, he's right. And there, there were two or three hits that Tennessee was awarded that should have been errors as well. I, I can see how Georgia had the third best fielding in the SEC, given how their their games are scored at home. Because they're was, bad in the field. There was at least four errors that should have been called that were that were considered hits over the weekend. In the third game, I kept saying, "Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play." Those guys have struggle field. They they have trouble fielding like we do. Tony, statistically, they're the second best, if I recall correctly, in building percentage in the SEC. But to Matt's point, that's a, that hometown uh, official scoring always will default to a hit to pad the stats uh, one way or the other. It's it's a mockery. There needs to be some oversight. I mean, it's, it's great. like little league baseball scoring. Tony, yes. Tennessee's going to pull it out. They're going to go four and two in the next six. They're going to end up hosting. It'll be next level GBO. And I want to when they host. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm thinking, Matt, listener watch party for the, are you ready? See if you're in or out on this. For the Super Regional, listener watch party, Matt. Uh, sure, why not? Especially, yeah, if you're on the road. Yep. Back to the there's, there's always a chance that the, you're hosting. the top eight seed you're matched up against gets upset. You never know. You for just, instance, Matt, if, hope, if you we, hope you can host. If we get an LSU side, Matt, LSU looks leaky to me. LSU, are they going to Omaha in your opinion, Matt? Uh, I don't think so. That's kind of been my hot take all year. They, they don't have the pitching depth, and I think they're not very good defensively either. Uh, I, I think if you get, you get them in a, in a, re, in a regional or, or super regional and you can get into their bullpen, you've got a chance to beat them. Am I being too hard on Tony Falls, Matt, in your opinion? Um, I'm, I mean, you've been harsh. You were kind of harsh yesterday, or maybe on the blog more. I don't, not necessarily. I mean, I just, 
I mean, I, I don't know how much you want to put on the coach and how much you want to put on, on the team. And, you know, w- when they're just up at the plate, there's not really much Vitello can do when guys are, are constantly chasing pitches low or, oh or my taking God. strike three. Like, I, I'm not sure how much of that you want to blame on the coach, but I, I mean, they're playing the right guys. It's, it's not like there's some other options that they could go to in a lot and of it, spots. I mean, maybe when, some of the pitching stuff, but. Evan Russell's incredible, Matt. Matt, Evan's incredible. When he said on here yesterday, I would not throw Blake Burke a strike right now, I was like, wow. He goes, why would you throw a strike to him? He said, why? Or or a fastball at all. Yeah, I've said that for for really all season. I would never throw him a fastball, ever. Back to the phones we go. But he'll smash tonight's pitching. He'll, He'll hammer those guys. But we get into the weekend... I mean, th- this poor guy, you talk about a dude lost in space right now. You feel sorry for him because I've seen it with that sport my son plays. And, man, when it goes and you see that body language on those guys, he couldn't get in the dugout quickly enough the other day after that strikeout on that low and outside ball. that He couldn't hit that thing with a telephone pole and he swung at it. And you just feel for him because you know in his brain he is – fighting himself before he ever gets in the play get, ever gets to the plate right now that's that's a tough spot to be in in that sport let's get ryan in here who's up next with us and by the way i should have known the thing about the gambling deal across all sports because the kid at virginia tech so shame on me did get suspended it was for betting on the nba playoffs and i didn't know the bylaw uh that taylor had but that makes sense to me because you don't want your kids getting involved in that and getting jammed up. But to Taylor and his information background, with all due respect to you, you're being naive if you don't think these kids are doing it. You said, oh, well, they'll catch them. I mean, come on, man. Give me a break. Catch them. Well, I'll prove it to them why they won't. Prove uh, why they won't? Because you have yeah. friends that have phones. How are well, you going to prove that? Go ahead. Not only that, Tone, um, who doesn't? enter a five dollar pool in the ncaa tournament every well that's another thing yep right that's technically gambling on sports right i don't know rick neuheisel lost his career over that if you'll remember rick neuheisel got fired for being in some goofy and that was so long ago that seems like forever ago uh ryan but that did happen he got fired for entering a i want to say it was an ncaa one of those ncaa pools when he was a football coach and that's, uh, this is Hoosier Ryan. And, uh, well, Tone, to me, there's three ways to go with the gambling. The Pete Rose, was it Calvin Ridley of the Falcons who they suspended one year without pay? Yep. For betting on football? Yes. So there's that route, which I don't favor because I think Ridley's punishment was fair. I, I, in spite of his many, many character flaws and he's just not a good dude, I never thought Pete Rose that that was fair, personally. I think you can go the avenue of just don't worry about it, which probably isn't wise. Or the NCAA could say, hey, why don't everyone come forward and have immunity? You will not be punished, but let's find out how pervasive it is, and then let's make reasonable rules like no betting on your sport, specifically no betting on college football. If you're a college football player, everything else is cool. But what do you think they'll do? They probably won't do that. They've got to figure out a way to get a handle on it, obviously. And Matt's right. They 
as our governing body, a governing look. They, for years and years and years, when the Ed O'Bannon case happened, and Ramogi Huma and those people, and we had Ramogi on for 10, 15 years when they were agitating. We need change. We need change. We have eight million dollar coaches, and these kids have to pay their own medical. Uh, for years and years and years, they knew they knew it was coming, and they had no plan in place. Two years ago, July first, when that thing first hit, and then uh, and Taylor made a great point about the fact that these people saw and here early, we were in on it early. That hey, we're just going to go buy players. We're going to take this NIL thing. And we're going to make turn this thing into a total mockery, which, hey, it's called the free market. Well, and, and the NCAA can't do anything about it. See, that's the thing about the NIL. People say, well, you know, you're just going to get in trouble. And all these idealistic writers like the Dennis no, Dodds, no. well, Tennessee's yeah. in trouble. I mean, really? They're no, in trouble? No. They're never going to get in trouble for that. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to say a kid can't get paid for their... So, so you ask, what are you going to do? You got the Ridley route, which is a one-year suspension. The Pete Rose route, which is you're banned for life. Your third, silly. your your third one was, uh, what? Nothing. And then the third nothing. one is do nothing, which seems silly. And then the other route would be what I would choose, which is let it be known. Unless you're fixing games, then that's a criminal thing. Just say, hey, everyone, come forward. You're not in trouble. I, I'm including your dorm NCAA pool for the college basketball yep. to are you betting on if you're, we'll just say, uh, Cooper, um, oh, what's Cooper's last name? Mays. Are you betting on college football games? Obviously, I have no knowledge that he is. I'm just using that as an example because I think it would be a lower – less high-profile kid than the quarterback. Bryce Young's not betting on Alabama football games. That would be crazy. No, no. So, and then they say, okay. And then they say, all right, you can you can never bet. And they make a reasonable rule. Because it's why, why should Cooper Mays, to throw that out there, if there is a pool that he is in betting on the NCAA tournament for $20 where he could win $1,000, who cares? That's, that's right. That is beyond asinine, and that that's is right. betting on college sports. That's right. But, and I wonder um, what they. I wonder. I wonder if somebody picked the phone up and called them, and said, "Hey, I've got knowledge that so and so at North Carolina State won a pool for two thousand dollars in his dorm room. Uh, Three hundred kids were in it. I wonder what the NCA would do. I. I would imagine, Ryan, they would look the other way." Here's the thing about the NCA: they want to turn a blind eye to this because they want it to go away. The problem they is don't want to know. that that's right. And here's the problem: if you'll notice, none of this is coming from them. These these two situations, these are both from regulatory bodies, and we're going to have Bryce on to talk about this tomorrow. But these are both from regulatory bodies. The Iowa deal, the Alabama deal, uh, the Alabama coach up in Ohio, who triggered the system. They triggered the system of, hey, something's not right here. Now, when you start talking about 100 athletes over various sports, uh, you know, this is, um, this is something. And, and Matt's right. You're dealing with a body in the NCAA that's just not equipped to handle this. And... And quite frankly, they're not going to handle it. Uh, we all know that. They're just not. So, 
But you're right. Um, of your four choices, the Ridley route, which is you do this, you get a one-year suspension. The banishment route, the, you know what, we're just going to look the other way and just let you guys do it. You can't do that. Um, hey, Dixon, which one of those would you would you think that the NCA should do? Should they do the Ridley thing? Should they do the Pete Rose deal? The do nothing? Or we're going to give you immunity if you admit to it, but here are the rules from now on. And have rules that are actually, you know, reasonable, reasonable rules. Yeah, I, I think the immunity deal would be the best here on the front end. Um, as, as long as it's not they're betting on their own sport, that probably would draw a line there. But I, I think the immunity deal, just to get everything out in the open and know what where any potential loopholes could be to get everything kind of tidied up, and then you could regulate it in a, in a, in a real way as opposed to just, you know, whatever the NCA says on paper that is not really, you know, practical. Well, yeah. It's, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, you go ahead, man. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, out the door, uh, I'd still say nine and three. I'm with you on the uh, football because, and I think this was more in just how bad our secondary was specifically. Heupel each year as great as he's been. He has surprised us in a good way with, hey, I didn't think we are going to win that game. We won it. But he's also had the one surprise bad. That's why I'm cooking in that one surprise bad into my win total. His first year it was Purdue. Didn't see that coming. His second year was the Gamecocks. Didn't see that coming. That's why I say 9-3. and three. Um, so, I Florida, think that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, Florida, I wanted to find who they, what they thought theirs was going to be. I did find this funny. In all kinds of weather, if you know what that is, that's kind of their fan site where there is, you know, you know, they never think the Gators are going to be bad on that one. They said the Gators had a 51% chance to beat the Vols in the Swamp. So that tells you even they know what's coming. Oh, <laughs> the sheep are the sheep of the sheep in Florida don't even believe. Yeah. They Thank said you, 84, and they said they had a 51 chance to beat the Vols, and I laughed. I said, well, then they really think they're going to lose that one. But. Hey, love the show, man. We'll see you. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, Matt, he brings up a good point about Heupel, and we talked about this before, but all coaches were like this, so I'm not going to single him out. But when he was at Central Florida, they would usually have the game where the offense wouldn't work and they would get whacked by somebody. It happened last year with South Carolina, right? That was kind of what happened. The offense doesn't work, and you get kind of whacked. Um that happened to him at Central Florida some, right, where the offense just wouldn't work? Yeah, ma- mainly against Tulsa. Um, it, it also did, I mean, it didn't work against Cincinnati, but you could probably argue Cincinnati was the better team. Um, but Tulsa gave gave Hypel fits. So, yeah, it, you know, one or two games a year. But that I think that's the case with every coach and every team. There's always going to be one, maybe two games a year, where it just doesn't click for whatever reason. And darn George is so talented that they get away with their 70% games. Like last year, with um, uh, they had one with Missouri. They got away with it. They had one with Mississippi State where they sleptwalked till the fourth quarter, got away with it. Uh, and then they have that extra gear when they throw when they throw that gear on you, you're getting hammered. Uh, did you see this game last night? This Walker the fourth kid, I think his name is. He's a kid from Reading, Pennsylvania, who went to Miami, and I think he was pretty good. He was a one and done at Miami. 
but he came out of Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, Brian Hartman, this kid had like 16 points in the fourth quarter last night. I watched the game. LeBron James and Anthony Davis sat around and watched this guy carry them to victory. The uh, Golden State Warriors had a lead late. The shot selection from Clay Thompson was terrible. Twice. Twice. He shot a three ball from like 40 feet early in a shot clock. I wish both those teams could lose. Well, speaking of Vegas, and, and key your mic out, Bry. Speaking of Vegas, Ve- um, I heard a, a guy from uh, uh, Vegas talking, and he said the exposure that the books have on the L.A. Lakers right now. First of all, the L.A. Lakers have a robust fan base garnered through years and years and years of winning. And each year, people put down futures bets on the fakers. And this year, if you would have bet the Hollywood fakers, like back in December, before they reworked their team, you would have gotten them at great odds. And apparently a bunch of folks have. And there's a huge Vegas exposure for all these series with the L.A. Fakers. Las Vegas is really cheering against uh, the Lakers right now. It's pretty interesting to stop and think and about. So, so should the rest of America. As we uh, continue on the other side, 865-200-5402, the gambling issue, the... Uh, the deal with the Vols and the nine and a half, which is where um, DraftKings initially released a number. Tennessee with nine and a half on the on the win total, meaning they think the Vols are winning ten games. Which is just, I don't know why that's unfathomable to me. It shouldn't be. If you stop and think about it, Alabama has. Basically, a third-string quarterback that they just got transferred in. This guy from uh, this guy from Notre Dame can't play. So basically, what there's and Reese wants him. So basically, what that admission is from Tommy Reese, the admission is that the other two guys here aren't the answer. It's kind of like if you want to do this, it's kind of like uh, Joe Milton being brought in two years ago all over again. Now. Milroy might end up being their head and hooker. I don't know. Ty Simpson might end up being their head and hooker. Who knows? But for right now, they brought this kid in from Notre Dame to be their guy, which is really weird, which is not. It's just not Alabama football in recent years where there's been a first-round draft pick up there at quarterback. It's the first time in several years. I mean, if you look at it, Hurts, uh, the kid that's up in New England right now, uh, the guy in Miami, Tua, it looked like there for a while, Wana, uh, before Wana ended up at Maryland. The other, Vigabaloga, uh, that guy, Wana, Vigabaloga. Okay. The kid from last year is the first pick in the draft. I mean, that's a major fall off for them. Plus, reworking their secondary. Plus,. I mean, Alabama's got issues. Tennessee could beat them. They could easily get down there and beat them. I mean, it, that's a fact. My problem is, though, I, 
and like Matt said, you look at other teams' problems and you go, but we have issues too. I mean, we still have, no offense to those guys, but we still have a bunch of those guys in the secondary that are still there, that are about as athletic as I am. No offense to them. I'm not trying to crack on anybody here. But trying to call an ace an ace and a spay a spay, and that's why when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary, actually, when I find myself getting woolly and getting out over my skis thinking about this football season, I remind myself that I've got some of the same suspects in secondary. And that kind of reels me back in. Now, I know you're going to have some kids. You're going to do some kids into the deal. But I don't know. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around 10-2 and two or better. I'll tell you this. This coach goes 10-2 and two this year, and I'm going to start believing the hype about him being a modern-day Steve Spurrier. He goes 10-2 and two with this team he has right here, and, and I am, I'm really going to start believing that. As it is, I'm, I, know he's, I know we got lucky, as it is. I know the AD got lucky hiring him, and when Tony Elliott said no twice, and I, I know we got lucky right now, as it is. But you go 10-2 with this team, and, man, you are cooking with grease at that point. Brief timeout. We continue with more. Your Tony Basilio show rolls by. Rolls back. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MemsModernLandscape.com. That's MemsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Here's the deal. Uh, When you start talking about just the gambling thing, and I just got a text from somebody that knows, and this is kind of the deal, Benny the heel. Um, The the deal is that... um, when you start 
first of all, NCA regulations are you can only bet on horse racing, UFC, anything where you can be an athlete and bet on UFC, for instance. Which again, I wouldn't want my I wouldn't want my athletes gambling on anything, Matt, if it's me. But they they let them gamble on. They could go to the horse track and bet all day long. But um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being idealistic. You cannot bet on any sport that are NCA sanctioned. So they have ice hockey. You can't gamble on that. Uh, the kid at Virginia Tech who we were talking about. He self-reported betting on the NBA Finals last year, and they suspended him for half the season. So the betting on other college sports, there's no way, there's no way uh, they're ever going to allow that with the, you know, you stop and think about that. That's the thing that entices these kids to gamble, though, because they all think they have insider information. They all think that. It's interesting to stop and think about, although most people don't want to think about it. Let's go back to the phones with a man who's been called the thinker in certain circles. He is the Pieta, perhaps, of this program. <laughs> you are the thinker. You are the Pieta of this program. Billy, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Tony. How are you? And how are you doing, Matt Dixon? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. hope you are as well. I am, buddy. In case you didn't hear, one of the legendary quarterbacks passed away, Joe Cap, died see, at the age of 85. I will see, come here, Brian, I will see your legendary quarterback, and I will raise your legendary quarterback with a legendary coach, and his name is Denny Crum, who just passed away. Yeah. And poor Denny Crum, as Brian Hartman just told me. Poor Denny Crum, because Titans Bill, I'm about to test you on Joe Cap, who was a guest on here a few times down through the years. I love Joe Cap. First of all, poor Denny Crum had to sit there and watch that season of Louisville basketball as his final season on planet Earth. Now that's a shame. That's yeah. a shame. But back to where we were, and this Joe Cap. Do you okay. realize that Joe Cat once played on a TV show with one of your women, your favorite dishes, your favorite octogenarian dishes, Titans Bill? Uh, I, 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 I didn't know that. Who was it? Okay. Uh, she was once married to Larry King. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Who am I talking about? I have no idea, Tony. Police woman. Oh, Angie Dickinson. Joe Cap played on an episode of Police Woman. Joe Cap played on uh, Police Woman. Joe Cap played on. Um, uh, 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 hang on. A man who named himself after a Tennessee legend. He had a part in this TV show. What was Fest the man? Park. He co-starred in Fest Parker. It was a police episode. No. No. Okay. A man who named himself after a Tennessee football legend. We have the technology. We can rebuild him bigger, 
Faster, Lee stronger. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, we started in the fall guy, Lee Majors. And also no, the, the six million family. dollar man. You are choking today. He starred in the six million. Joe Cap also starred in one of the great football movies of all time. What was that? I have no clue. Featuring the great Burt Reynolds. Oh, the longest yard. Boom! Did you realize, because here's the thing about Joe Cap, and I don't mean to say this because John Anderson got in trouble with ESPN for saying White Cloud, that would be a great name for a toilet paper. Matt, there's a player named White Cloud that plays in the NHL uh, right now in the playoffs uh, for uh, the, um, the Vegas Golden Knights who scored yesterday, a defenseman. And John Anderson said flip, flippantly on television, that sounds like the name of a toilet paper. That'd be the great name for a toilet paper, Matt. And they're coming down on him because you're not allowed to say anything anymore, Matt. You're not allowed to laugh. You're not allowed to have a sense of humor. Everybody's this phobic, that phobic, Indian phobic, this phobic, that phobic. Everybody's phobic. Can we just relax? I guess not. Uh... Matt Dixon, did you realize that Joe Cat is one of the coolest looking dudes ever and he passed away? The guy was cool looking. Uh, I I did not. That one that one got by me. He was like part Paisan and part like Cherokee Indian, right? Titans Bill? Isn't that right? Yes, yes. And that made him so next level looking. Yes. And it allowed him to not only be a great athlete and a good coach. Do you realize, Titans Bill, that he was the head coach uh, during what? What famous play? Oh. Don't choke on this one. Don't choke on this one. He he was he played on that team that also start had um, that that head coach. Now I'm gonna help you out here. That, that I'm opposing gonna, I'm head coach. That oh, go ahead, go ahead. He's got something. He's got something. <laughs> oh, he ran over the tuba player. Oh, oh. The band uh, is on the field. Universe, the band universe, is on the field. He ran universe, over the tuba player. John Elway universe, was the quarterback. University, University of California at Berkeley. That's correct. He was on the field for the Stanford Cal game. Matt, which is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the history of the world. In today's society, Matt, you could never check your text, Brian. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I, 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 I'm texting Eris asking if you got him. Eris, get in here. Eris, I just texted your phone and said, Brian, I was meant to text Brian. <laughs> Eris, do you remember that when the cow, when Stanford and Cal and the band got run over? Yeah, of course. I remember that. Okay. Could that happen in today's sports world, Eris? Could the band mm. ever get on the field? No, I, I would say that would not happen. No. No. The, the fun, like uh, during, the, um, uh, during the pandemic year when the Sixer fan dumped popcorn on an on a, um, NBA player, do you remember who that was? Remember who got the popcorn dumped on him? Hmm. Uh, was it KD? I don't know. Can't remember. I don't know. It was somebody. Brian, do you remember that? He got the bu- bucket, of, bucket of popcorn dumped on him, and everybody made a big deal out of it. 
No, I, Westbrook. I don't. Was it Westbrook? It might have been Westbrook. Yeah, I think. I think it was Westbrook. I don't know. It's pretty next level. Titans, Bill, do you have anything for Eris for my Smokies? Um, Well, I was going to say also Joe Capps co-starred in a movie, and this star played in the 50s. He played the role of a pioneer from from this state and a pioneer from our neighboring state. And who was that actor? Fess Parker. Were you guessing that? Eris, tell the truth. Oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Bill, you have a Doc Goodone. Eris, it is a huge day. First of all, our Smokies are back again. And you're going to tell us about the great week ahead. And yeah, Bill, brother. And it's also a big day because, well, there's a game that Brian, myself, and you are all going to be invested in this evening in the NBA. Where would you like to start? Let's start with the Smokies. Tell me about it. Yeah, dude, we've been on the road for the last two weeks. Your Smokies, your first place Tennessee Smokies, are back at home here at America Australia's Ballpark, and we have a great lineup of promotions this week, brother. So on Thursday, we are bringing back an oldie, but a very, very, very big goodie. We are bringing back free beer night at the ballpark this Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tell me about Free Beer Night. Yep. So if you have a mason jar from last season, it's a collectible, refillable mason jar, if you bought it it last season or if you bought it earlier this year or even if you want to show up at the ballpark on Thursday for your first game this year, buy that mason jar. And from first pitch up until the opposing team scores a run, it's free draft beer of your choice. Now tell me this. Do you guys take a hoopty pitcher and put him out there to uh, no way, Jose. things? No way, Jose? No way. We are going out there just following the rotation of what it is. You know, we're trying to win every single game, unlike a lot of basketball and NHL teams out there. Um, so we're trying to win every single game out there, and we're trying to, you know, really cause a party and have some fun if on Thursday on free beer. They shut out through, like, the – Seventh inning, would you cut it off at that point? A lot of people blast yeah. blasted at that point, Brian. <laughs> Brian <laughs> technical with them. <laughs> yeah, we would have to cut it off for, you know, the normal last call. Um, Which is usually we do pitch seventh inning, out. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Eris, hey, so. that's, uh, that's kind of incredible. Uh, so is that just any beer, certain beers? What are we talking about here? That is any draft beer at the ballpark, domestic, imported, IPAs, ciders. If we have it on draft, that Goal! is good for free beer night. Goal! Yeah, uh, I think okay. in-house we have over 65 different beers that are uh, on tap. So, Wow. Uh, what else do we have coming up this week? Yep, this Saturday, tickets are going very fast because it's our first fireworks show of the season. That's taking place on May 13th. It's going to be a great night at the ballpark. And then Sunday, you know, we're doing something for the family, for the mothers. It's Mother's Day at the ballpark, so bring mom out to the game, and we're going to do a lot of fun-filled games and 
stuff that we're doing for the moms. They can win some great prizes. And then after the game, the moms and the kids can go down to the field for some photos and play some catch. And that's our Mother's Day game. That's this Sunday. And all of our games are at 7 o'clock, except our Sunday game that's going to be at 2. Never in my life had a bad time at a Smokies game, and I mean that. Y'all are first class. It'll be another first class summer uh, with our Smokies and uh and the team's off to a great start. And as you told us three weeks ago before the, the club went on the road, this is a group that's got a lot of top-end, high-end prospects in it this year as the Cub organization uh, looks to have a reload of sorts, and that seems like that's exactly what's happened thus far. You're absolutely right. And something that's actually taking place at tonight's game, uh, the Cubs' number one prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong is going to be receiving his Gold Glove Award that he won last season. Uh, so that's a really exciting time. That's taking place today, 640. Um, he is definitely going to be a star. If he keeps up with what he's been doing here, just dominating the league, he leads our team in almost every offensive category, batting average, hits. You know, uh, This guy, is he's a beast. He is a beast. Stolen bases. Um, he's going to be receiving his Gold Glove Award, so it shows how he can do great things on the offense as well as on the defense of side of the baseball. Um, he'll be receiving his Gold Glove Award today, 6.40 a.m., or 6.40 p.m. Uh, before the game. Aris, you're kind of my man. And if people want more information, where do they go? Yeah, dude, feel free to give us a call at 865-286-2300 or, of course, visit us online at SmokiesBaseball.com 24-7 to see all of our great upcoming promotions, theme nights, and giveaways. SmokiesBaseball.com online. Eris, uh, so I've got two graduations next week. I'll be missing some time on the show next week. My daughter graduates My daughter graduates Tennessee uh, in, uh, from the University of Tennessee on Thursday, and Anthony's graduation is up in Philadelphia on Sunday and Monday race fans race fans race fans and so Eris, here's my question for you when i'm in philadelphia on sunday will i be in that city watching game seven of the sixers and celtics or are we closing them out in six what's your vote i have a very good feeling that we'll be closing it out on thursday night may 11th in philadelphia brian hartman i would like you to now participate in this uh, act of futility, discussing the Sixers winning a game, a series in six now, games. you do realize that you're very fortunate that you weren't swept, right? The 2-2 series. But it could have easily been a sweep in Boston's favor. You do realize that, right? Oh, uh, I do realize that, you know, game four, that's something that the Celtics kind of let slip out of their hands, definitely. And game one, too. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that they could have lost. <laughs> the Celtics are a lot closer to sweeping than the Sixers. What is yeah, Brian getting at? What, at Aris, so just, just exactly, realize you're very exact, fortunate this is 2-2 what, right what are you now. getting at? What are that you getting you're at? You're very fortunate that... Uh, and you do realize that your team doesn't execute when it matters. And playoffs. Yeah, they have a coach who I was concerned about, and obviously another thing that I wanted to be wrong about, well, it turns, turns out I was right. I so Aris has coach. called the shot. Brian, what is your shot? Will I be watching Game 7 in Philadelphia uh, waiting for my son's four-hour graduation that night? I just looked down, Eris, and the, uh, the, the, the log says that the, the graduation is going to take three and a half hours, Eris. 
Okay. Can you, is that mind-numbing or what? What is, what is happening for three and a half hours? I mean, why torture a kid that's already tortured himself uh, with that curriculum for three and a half hours? You're just going to be sweating in that gown and the hat. You know, well, nobody wants to wear. So After the graduation, you can look forward to watching the Celtics Heat Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what you'll be watching on Sunday. See that? See that Boston arrogance? You see that, Eric? You see what I have to put up with here, that Boston Celtic arrogance? That's just a shame. It really it's gonna is. A big shame. It's going to be a big shame. He's, what, he's what, trying what's to smart you. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel after the game tonight when the Celtics lose? <laughs> he's t- Harris is coming here talking mad trash. Oh, poor Brian is getting really pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I should be feeling very fortunate, right? Why did the Celtics do this to me? Why, why didn't they just go ahead and have a 3-1 lead? Why, why did they do this to me? They make everything so difficult. All my teams make everything so difficult, harder than it needs to be. Uh, hey, Aris, uh one more time if folks want more information. Always. Same. If you want to check out what's going on here with the Tennessee Smokies, our season has just begun. We've only played nine of our 69 yep. home games, so we have a great lineup of things that are taking place. Yep. Right in your backyard, SmokiesBaseball.com. And on the way out, Eris, greet me in a little. Uh, let's sing. Let's sing it out for Brian. Ready? One, two. Clap your hands, everybody, for Philadelphia. Seventy sixers. God, what a lame fight! Thank you. One, two, three, four, five sixers. Thank you, Eris. Good talking to you. To the re. To the radio listener, for some reason, we're going to continue the fun and frivolity. I got to get something off my chest, or I got to tell you guys. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. WKRM. 
Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. There are a lot of fun days in May. There's Cinco de Mayo. There's May the 4th be with you. There's No Socks Day. What? May all your days be winners this month with the all-new Instant Games. They feature top prizes up to $200,000 and are waiting for you at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Tennessee Lottery congratulates this year's graduates from all the colleges and universities across the state. Your achievements set the stage for a brighter tomorrow. We're happy to have helped along the way by raising more than $6.8 billion for education and funding over 1.9 million scholarships and grants, including Hope Scholarships, Tennessee Promise, and much more. Visit dnlottery.com to see how our proceeds support successful futures. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.